I apologize in advance, and I'm going to address the elephant in the room. It's the fact that if you hear my voice fade in and out, I have a very logical reason to explain it. So what had happened was, I am currently holding my mic. Now, if it was a hand mic, there's no problem with that. But this mic usually sits on an arm that is clamped to the side of my table. But last week. We got a new table, and I assembled it this weekend. And I realized this table is a lot more thicker than the one we used to have. So the clamp for this microphone is not even—it <laughs> exceeds how big the clamp is. So I have no way to place this microphone. So I decided to use another mic, another Rode mic, as a substitution. But when I listened to it, Oh, it just did not sound right. So, for the sake of quality, I am going to be holding this mic for the rest of this podcast. So, for this week, a topic came up when I was eating donkatsu yet again with my new coworker. I think it's slowly becoming our Wednesday tradition because we both don't have classes on that day, so we go to there's a restaurant right beneath. Our academy, and I think next week she said that we're going to eat malatang, but that is beside the point. As we are slowly turning into dinner buddies, we're eating, right? And while we eat, we we chat with each other. The first week was getting to know you week. This is where you do your icebreaker. Where are you from? Why did you come to Korea? Why did you decide to teach week? And second week, you kind of dive in and talk about. Things that are a little bit more intimate. We're above. We're getting deeper, deeper into who are you as a person, and you know what are your preferences, what are your likings. And this week we talked about love. And the reason why we talked about love because, as I mentioned, I'm here with my significant other, and she is also dating someone else who is also a foreign teacher. However, however, her boyfriend currently. Is from the UK, and she is not from the UK, and his contract ends next year, which means, which means by the end of next summer, he will be leaving. So I was asking her, well, what's going to happen between you two? What are you going to do long distance? Are you going to try to make things work? Are you going to try to go to the UK and live with him, or what? Is going to happen next, and we're just eating food. She's eating donkatsu. I'm eating pibimyeon. I think it's pibimyeon, but it's spicy though. But are all pibimyeon spicy? But that's not the point of this topic. So she put down her fork, and she was really sad because she said she, even though they've only dated for a year, this is the best relationship she ever had, and she loved this man very much, but. He made it clear that he would not be able to do long distance relationship because he has done so in the past, and he just doesn't want to go through that again. And she respect, she respected his decision and his preferences, choices. But nonetheless, she's sad, and of course, she is sad because they have this wonderful relationship going on right now. But sadly, it's only temporary, you know. And then we started talking about well, not really me because I don't really have a lot of 
dating experience, but she started to explain her past dating different men in her country and also in Korea as well. She met many different type of people because of our occupation. A lot of foreigners come from different country and then they meet in Korea and then they have a little love story and then they have different endings, right? So she told me about five, I think five different relationships that she had in the past and all of them didn't end very well, which leads to her current relationship that she's the most happy to be in. However, this one, as I said before, is temporary and it is not going to last. And, you know, she's heartbroken, as one should, because regardless what kind of intention you have before you fall in love, I think there is always going to be a piece of us that is forever left out and left behind with the person that we fell in love with because they are once the most important thing in your life, no matter what. Which once again reminded me how dangerous love is because it acts as a double-edged sword. When we fall in love, we are showing our most vulnerable side to the other person in hopes of molding together and becoming one. And this process is both joyful and painful, I would say, because there are certain things that you will give up for this person. And it's joyful because you two experience things that you haven't done before as an individual. And I think falling in love also requires an adamant amount of, that was my shoulder, I hope you did not hear that, courage and trust, which I didn't really have before this relationship that I am currently in. I was raised with a single parent So through my childhood, I had to live with the pain that comes from their divorce. And it wasn't fun, I will be honest. I try to stay optimistic for my situations, and that's why I have my current personality. But I told myself that I would not need love. I don't want to want love so that I would get hurt like my parents. So that was the belief I had for 20 many years. And then love came around the corner, swept me off my feet, didn't really see it coming, and here I am. Needless to say, I am incredibly, eternally grateful to be in the relationship that I currently am. I am very happy, and I feel very, very lucky to find the person that I am currently with. And I am no love expert, but I know that not every single love story would turn out the way I am currently experiencing. Love comes with a lot of heartbreaks and then your heart swells and your heart aches. So I didn't really have any dating experience prior to this so I did not know how to treat love I didn't know how love would change me how love would change us as a couple but I took advice from my significant other and that's how we've been able to sustain this relationship I know that love is not how should I say it's not uniformed 
Every love is different because everyone is different and how they love is different. And I just want to share some habits that my significant and, and I have developed to keep our relationship healthy. So to you all who are in a relationship or who's thinking about getting into a relationship or is trying to heal from a relationship, these are some of the things that we have done to prolong our bond and to strengthen it, to reinforce it, to grow with it. I hope by me sharing this with you, it will spare you some potential heartbreaks and help you grow as a person and as a couple. Because I know for me, I definitely grew as a person by doing these things. And I know that we've grown as a couple because time has really tested us this year and last year as well. I only wish all the lovers out there to, you know, have a beautiful love story because we all love a happy ending and no one wants to see your heartbreak. I want your love to last. What is that song? How does that song go? Tell us so this time. True as it can be. I'm not saying you have to be dating with a beast to be a princess, but I'm just saying, if he's a beast and you're a princess, don't worry. There are ways to make it work. There are ways to make it work. But if he's not treating you right, it doesn't matter who he is. If he's a prince charming, if he's a beast, leave him. Leave him. You only need yourself. Okay? This is self motivation time. I'm getting sidetracked again. So, Habit number one, it sounds very conventional, but not a whole lot of people keep up with it, is to have good communication. Communication is key. I have to keep on reminding myself that no one has superpower. No one can understand what you're thinking and how exactly you're feeling right now. So if you want someone to know how you feel, it's better for you to tell them, tell them up front instead of letting them guess how you're feeling and what you need, what you want from them. To be honest, I feel like I do that many times. I, in the beginning of the relationship, I would think that how, why are you not understanding how I feel? But one, I'm not very good at expressing myself, as I mentioned in the very beginning. And two, how is someone supposed to know how you feel if you just act like you are feeling down? I could kind of guesstimate what's making you feel that way, but I don't know what is the exact thing you need for me to cheer you up. So rule number one is have good communication. I wasn't really good at communicating and conveying how I feel. So my significant other suggested that, how about this, for the things that you want to tell me, write it down in the card so that even though it's hard for you to express, you can express it in some way that I can see it, that is that I can understand so that it would help me to treat you the way that you want to be treated. So that was the very first thing I learned about being in a relationship is that you always want to be as transparent as possible so that there's no misunderstanding because 
misstandings, mis- misstandings, misunderstandings can be small, but small things are the foundations to bigger feelings. So to prevent those bad energy <laughs> and the bad feelings from building up, you have to eliminate those small instances where a miscommunication could happen. So if you want something, tell them. If you feel a certain way, tell them. And if something is making you uncomfortable that your partner is doing, let them know and discuss about it and talk about why it's making you uncomfortable. Is it reasonable if you ask he or she to stop doing certain things if that action is hurting you? Number two, I don't want to call it rule number two because it's not necessarily a rule. It's just a tip or a habit. But I would say the second most important thing to do as a couple is to be understanding and respectful of each other's boundary. So there are certain things that you might like to do as a person and there are certain things that your partner like to do as a person and when you try to mash two personalities together there's bound to be certain points that are conflicting with each other and sometimes it's dissolvable sometimes it's not as important it perhaps is like a small habit that they like to do or you like to do but it can be easily taken away but sometimes it's much bigger and it's fundamental. <laughs> is that the right word? It's very important to them. So it is also important as a couple to recognize and acknowledge those boundaries that you have. For example, if you don't like them to be on their phone when they're spending time with you, or if they are hanging out with friends of the opposite sex, 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 Jesus, then talk to them. Talk to them about it. Why is it making you uncomfortable? Or can they stop doing so? If they cannot, if they absolutely have to do it, if it's part of their life, part of their routine, and that they're not willing to change, okay, we can respect that. But, you know, you can always monitor their behavior and decide if that is a big thing in your relationship that you absolutely cannot stand, then present that problem to them one more time. Say, hey, I gave you some time to do this your way, but it's really making me uncomfortable. And are you willing to, you know, change just a little bit? Or what am I supposed to do? You know, meet in the middle and find a common ground that is best for the both of you. See, these all sound like very common knowledge thing, very conventional thing, but I feel like sometimes when we fall in love, we lose sight of these very basic things because as we get closer as a couple, some lines are becoming blurrier and blurrier, but it's necessary to have boundaries and it's necessary to acknowledge them and be respectful of each other's boundary because that's what makes us different no it's part of our individuality so you can which cannot be really taken away and it should not be erased just because we are a couple i am respectful of what you do in your personal life and you are respectful of mine and there are always ways that we can combine together and proceed as one so you just have to you know put two heads together and find that meeting point together 
if you want to proceed as one together, which brings me to my next point. And I think this is very important, perhaps the most important one, is be clear about your future plans with each other. Different people fall in love for different purposes. Some are looking for a temporary bond and some are looking for a lifelong bond. So it's important to be clear with your partner what you are looking for and what they are looking for so that you can prevent heartbreaks prematurely. Does that make sense? What I want to say is if you are dating someone who has no intention of getting married to you or having a longer future with you, while you want to start a family, you want to have kids and you want to do all this and that, if you have conflicted interests, your love is not going to last, obviously. So it's very important to talk about your future plan with each other because I saw this on the internet. Sometimes what the internet says is questionable, but sometimes the internet is pretty wise. And one thing was that if someone is willing to plan their future with you, around you. Okay, I saw this comment in Chinese, so I'm trying to Google translate in my brain right now. But if someone is willing to build a future with you and work their future plans around for you, then this person wants you in their life for the long run rather than you as an accessory to their future. Oh, it would be nice to have you. But if I don't have you, it's fine too. So it's important to understand where you to prioritize so that you two are heading towards the same finish lines together instead of running astray halfway and then blaming each other. Well, why did you not run on my track? Why did you have to go off into some other track? Well, because that's not what I was prioritizing. That was not important to what I visioned as my future. So you can save yourself a lot of hassles, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of arguments if you made it clear with your partner what your priorities are and what you want in y'all's life. Ooh, I say y'all. I haven't said that in a long time since I left Texas. But sometimes just because you understand something doesn't mean it's easier when you have to do that certain thing. Saying is always easier than doing. And for me, I have this very big problem or bad habit that I, even though I discuss with my significant other about our future plans, I have this big, huge fear of what the future will potentially hold for us. I, because I don't really have a clear view of what I will be doing, I am terrified of the possibilities. I'm always terrified of different possibilities. And I think it's a very natural thing to do, to be curious about alternative routes and also be afraid of what different outcomes that it might bring. But I'm always thinking about how, oh, I'm in a new country now. What if uh, my significant other starts work at this new job and then he meets new people and what if my value starts to depreciate and what if I start work at a new place 
and then I meet different kinds of people, and then my values start to change. And it has been eating me a little bit. It's just nibbling at at my elbow or something. But I've always feared about possibility of meeting new people and how those new people might change our lives together. I think it's normal to have those fears, but only to a certain extent. Because if I become paranoid about this, I'm just going to lock myself at home because I want to eliminate those possibilities, which is not really plausible. Life doesn't work that way, and if I want to go ahead and try to do that, I would just probably end up being antisocial, and that's not a very healthy way for us to deal with it as a couple. I think in this case, the most important thing is trust. To have trust in your partner, and have trust in your relationship, have trust in your bond. If this means as much to them as it does to you, then ideally speaking, no changes will alter your relationship, right? But then again, I'm talking about a utopian world. Is wait, is utopian world a good one or the bad one? But what I want to say is that in the perfect world, or from a logical perspective, if you two value your bond the same way, y'all will be stuck like. Magnets superimposed onto each other, and it would take a lot of force to break you up. But people change, and people grow. There is a lot of things that we cannot foresee in life. Things such as this pandemic and how I had to move to a different country. I didn't have that planned at all, but it just happened. But just because it happened, it didn't. Break up my relationship. I worked around it. We, as a couple together, tried to sort out ways that would keep us together throughout these situations. And I think because we both valued this love just as much, that's why we were able to make it work. That's why we were lucky enough to look out for these loopholes. That allowed us to be together. We have to make our sacrifices, but in the end. We were able to be together again, so I thought to myself, "I understand that you, me, have fear for the future because it's full of possibilities, good ones and bad ones. But it's rather unfair to worry about what your future ultimately will look like when you risk the possibility of being happy with your current life." I worry so much about what is going to happen, what might happen in the future. I give up the possibility of what my current life can also bring. So just because I don't see my future clearly, doesn't mean that what I am living right now, the situation that I'm doing right now, the way that I am trying to grow as a person. Isn't going to be fruitful in the future. It's normal to want to have a big house, nice car, good salary, because ultimately you need a place to stay. You kind of need a form of transportation, and you need money to sustain your lifestyle. I understand it. I get it. It's a it's a need. To survive, 
but love, this sounds so cliche, love enriches your life. Without love, you can have all those three things and still be very miserable. As for me, I don't value money. I don't value house. I don't really value salary, but I understand that money is a necessity and I would like to be free from financial burdens. So I, I want to get a better job. I want to do good. And sometimes it becomes a conflict and it clouds my mind, clouds my judgment on what do I really want in my future. And I know ultimately I won't find happiness in the three things that are listed. I will find happiness with the person that I have. But if we want to live the life that we want to achieve together, I have to put my mind or invest my courage in this game plan that we've developed together. I don't want to chicken out again because of what I fear will happen in the future. Oh, what is going to happen one year down the line? Is, am I going to stay in Korea? Am I going to go back to Texas? What is going to happen between us two? A year doesn't really sound like a long time. And in fact, maybe it won't feel like a long time. It's only four seasons, 12 months, and it will go by very quickly depending on how the year will turn out to be. But how about let's focus on next week. Let's focus on next month. We can take baby steps. Don't bite off more you can chew. Instead of giving myself this anxiety attack about, oh, I don't know if my decision in the future will affect our love. How about we just focus on what we have right now, what we have planned together as a couple right now. Let's do these things together. So how about let's finish them first and then we think about next step. It's good to have a big picture, but I tend to want to have a specific plan. I want to know what I will be doing one year down the line. And this is my overthinking traits kicking in. But sometimes it's not good to overthink like that. I am literally killing my myself, my future self, the future self that would exist if I don't neglect the possibility that my current life, my current track, my current existence will grow into something that's better than I have planned in the future. Wow, I just said that without thinking, so I hope it makes sense. I came to Korea for love, but I also came to Korea for a second chance. I kept thinking about Perhaps once my contract at this current workplace ends, I will go back into trying to look for a real job. And my definition of a real job is utilizing my backgrounds, my pre-med background, to get some sort of job in the medical field again. I'm falling back into the routine of wanting to follow the traditional routes and falling back to what my parents have planned for me because I have this fear that my future won't work out, which is very toxic. I don't want to be in that field. I don't want to be doing those things. I'm only doing those things because I am concerned for money, because I'm worried that, 
oh, what if by the age of 30, I still haven't found a real job? What if I'm still paying my student loan? What if this? What if that? This is my chance to do something different. If I fail, it's fine. I can still go back and do the medical things and make my parents proud. But at the same time, this is a fresh new start for me. I'm supposed to try things that I would not have done. I'm supposed to not try my plan B. I'm supposed to try something new, like plan A 2.0, something that I actually want to do. So if I want to do something creative, okay, go ahead. Now that you have a better paying job, even though you don't have a lot of time, you are away from the environment that cages you into this mindset of, you need to go back to the medical field. Now is my chance to break free, to try and perhaps fail. And sometimes failing is okay. Because why? Because I have my significant other who is messaging me right now. I will just turn on do not disturb one more time. I'm so sorry. I'm ignoring you, your messages at the time. But I promise it's for a good cause. It's for the podcast. (laughs) But as I was saying, I had a lot of worries, a lot of concern. I didn't feel brave enough to pursue something creative when I was in the States because I was alone. But over here, we really sat down and talked about my fear of what if I'm not here one year down the line? What if I want to ultimately live back in the States? Then would that separate us? And I was at first really scared to talk about those things. I was afraid that this is where we would have a split priority, or should I say we had a split envision about where we want to be in the future, what we want to be doing. I kept stressing that I want to go back to get a medical-related job because I'm worried about money, because I'm worried that I will not be successful doing what I am doing here. And my significant other heard me out. And I was really scared of what was going to come out from his mouth. But he was very supportive and he was very understanding. And he calmed me down a little bit. We analyzed together why I'm having this kind of thought. And truth be told, I'm this kind of I'm having this kind of thoughts because I am afraid to not be successful. I am afraid to really do something on a leap of faith because I want to see concrete results. And sometimes if you do something creatively, it's hard to see concrete results from the beginning. But this time after our talks, I didn't felt as anxious about it because this time I knew if I want to pursue something creatively, he is backing me up. We will do this together so that if we fail, we are each other's support. We are each other's safety net. We still have this job that we're currently holding to support us so that we can try the things that we want to try finally, now that we're not a student and we're making somewhat decent money. But having to talk with my significant other really lifted the rock that was sitting and sinking into my chest. It was eating me alive. My fears of the future and 
it's silly to be afraid of the future when the future is not even here yet. But it's also fair to want to plan out your next step as you are walking because you don't want to be walking blindly. You could lose your direction and in turn lose yourself. So it's so, so good, so damn good that you're walking on a road where you're not alone, that you're walking beside someone who wants to get to the same destination as much as you do. It's so good to have a partner. I can't describe it. It's just a very blissful moment when you look at them in the eye. Sometimes it doesn't have to be for a specific reason. Sometimes if you're just sitting down, eating food, laying on the bed, you turn around and then you see them and knowing that they see you, they really, really see you, makes me want to cry. (laughs) It never fails to make me want to tear up for no reason because of how lucky and happy I feel in the moment. It's hard to sustain the same exact level of serotonin while I'm getting technical, but I don't want to let the fear of losing this level of serotonin to strip away how much I should enjoy this moment right now. So I hope for all the lovers out there and lovers-to-be, I hope you will have a very long and beautiful relationship with your partner. I hope that you really get to know each other as a person, as an individual. I didn't think I was going to talk about love, but the topic came up unexpectedly and I guess I had more to say about it than I thought I would. So I wanted to talk about love because I really feel love these days and I know times are tough and I hope in any shape or form that you will feel love in your life as well and see some light in the darkness that we are currently in. But love is all around us, big or small. I hope you're able to find some today if not tomorrow never lose hope i'm just glad that you're well at this moment to listen to this podcast so thank you for tuning in to i believe this will be the 14th episode of lactose intolerant thank you for everyone listening around the world which i'm still a little shook at how fascinating technology is for people in different regions to hear this silly podcast Perhaps my cat is listening as well. And the holidays are coming up. So stay safe because so is Corona. I will see you next week. And sending love from South Korea.